What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of V2 Sports Season Predictions. We're nearing the end. We're nearing the final stretch of teams before we're into the actual season. And we're going over a team. I'm shocked, honestly, we haven't gone over yet. The LSU Tigers. This could be interesting because some people have them winning the West. And some people have them not meeting expectations. And this is going to be interesting to see what goes on here. Realistically, though, what should LSU's expectations be? Um, and two? For me, winning the West, at least at least ten wins. I actually agree more with Jake. Their mm-hmm. expectations should be ten wins, because last year, yeah. when you look at the West, Alabama was down, Texas A and M was down, Auburn was down, Old Miss was down for what people think Old Miss should be. Even though I'm not quite sure that their expectations are correct either. So really, when four of the Arkansas was also down. So when five of the seven teams in your division are down and you win the division, should your expectations the next year be to win the division? I mean, Luke's not necessarily wrong. It should be partially to defend your title. Yeah, because I I also think that Alabama, this is a bit of a down year for them. When Bryce Young is gone, they got struggles at QB. This would be a year to take it over. But yeah, 10 wins is realistic. But I'm saying like, if you had a goal in mind, it'd be to win the West. So maybe I should reiterate. But I think we'll if you go had a goal get... in mind, your goal would be a national champion. Well, that's true, but I, I should say more of like that's uh, way too high. Yeah, a realistic goal. I'm I not think, saying LSU can't do it, but I think most I people would be surprised will. about like how few programs in the country actually make it their goal to win a national championship. Exactly. Like you don't see many doing that. I mean, like Florida the State, LSU probably is making that though. Florida State, for example, that might be a program that I don't think their goal is to win a national championship this year. I think their team. goal is to make the playoffs. Even even that's what though, I think too. even though most of the country would assume that that's what they talk about in the locker room. Hey, let's go yeah. try to make a run and win a natty. They want to win. They probably their goal is probably to what. Make it to the ACC. ACC championship and win it. Yeah, yeah. In the locker room. I, I mean, it's a pretty big deal to beat Clemson. Yeah, well, not They'd anymore, be, but make the uh, ACC still, championship still a big potentially deal. the playoffs. Yeah, Dabo Sweeney's a top eight-ish head coach. Yeah, would I you still call that, that a top eight program? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, right? I mean, it's it's just coaching wise. I don't know about down. It's still one of the best defenses in the nation. It is a little down, but I mean, this is completely they could easily come back. But like mm-hmm. a coach like Brian Kelly at LSU is going to probably surpass Dabo at a certain point here, but I don't mm-hmm. think he's done it yet. And that's I wouldn't a way say yet. But the schedule. way this is going, it seems like he will pass Dabo. Probably. <laughs> also, go ahead and if any of y'all can share the link to Instagram so we can get some people in here, but. So, start off with, the, with this good transition, Florida State. I'm really excited about this game, not just as a fan, but as a college football advocate. Because I, whenever I tell people, like, watch college football, this is one of those, like, exemplary games where I'd say, this is why we love college football. This will be a fantastic game. It will be a high-scoring game. 
and frankly, this will be a lot of turnovers too since it's week one and both defenses are top 15, 10 in the nation in my opinion. But I, it, this was interesting because if you asked me this question a couple weeks ago, I would have said it's a literal coin toss. I couldn't tell you who's going to win this game. But I think I've got my answer now because of what's recently developed through or through LSU. And I'm not referring to the fight. It is the fact that their two starting corners are both out for this game. It is a huge disadvantage. You are already depleted at secondary considering the youth and the inexperience. And now two starting caliber corners are now gone, which basically means Florida State, Wait, who, as long as Who's the other has, one they lost? Denver and... I don't remember his name, actually. I would have to search that up. I'll look it up. Can you look it Thank up you, for Dan. me real quick so I know how big of a loss it is? Thank you, Dane. But regardless, mm-hmm. I think losing two corners like that is extremely important to note considering Florida State's passing offense, I would argue, is top 10 in the nation. So that's going to be interesting JK to see Johnson. how they handle it. Oh, oh. he wasn't any good. He started, I believe. It was like three or four, or CB3, I think. Hmm. Plus, that's less depth. But I don't know. That just that worries me a little. I still think they'll get to the quarterback because they're, I mean, Perkins and that defensive line is ridiculous. But due to the fact that I don't think they're going to be fully healthy and prepared in the secondary, I have Florida State winning it by like three points in a very close game. Except. I don't mind this. I, I like this take. What do you? What do y'all got? Because honestly, I I could see this going either way. Either take is a good thing. So, Luke kind of hinted at this, but what is the most? What is the quality that stands out the most for FSU's wide receiver? It's their height and catchability. You have Zay Alexander in the secondary for LSU. You have Sage Ryan, and those are your two biggest guys. Sage Ryan is not an outside corner, however. He's not going to be able to guard guys like Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson out on the outside. He's more of a slot, box safety type of guy. So you really only have Zay Alexander, who's completely unproven at the FBS level, that matches up size-wise. So Florida State should be able just to jump ball LSU secondary into hell, just – uh, yeah. Jordan Travis is such an accurate quarterback that that matchup does not play well at all into LSU's favor. But they'll also make up some points because last year their sec- their special teams was abysmal. But towards the end of the year, as you know, after the Tennessee game, their special court teams coordinator got fired. Then Brian Kelly started. I think he was the one that handled the special teams duties. Don't hold me to that. And he's hired a new guy. That's had a more proven yeah, track record. That's fixed. And you're not going to so, drop punts again. I mean, just having a good special teams, that's like a six to nine. Sometimes it can be a three to nine point difference in games. So that should Absolutely. keep the game closer than it probably will look if you just watch Florida State's offense move the ball. So I'm going to probably. Even with that being said, I'm probably still going to go also FSU by three. Probably a late touchdown or field goal wins it for Florida State. Like, 
this game is going to be a lot or a real testament to how Brian Kelly's year two is going to look because relatively speaking LSU is a much younger team than FSU is who is Will are you driving oh yeah but well, none of us three are driving you're good, so. you're good. You're good. my bad <laughs> That was a really stupid question. Sorry. But um, point is, FSU, like, there are a ton of juniors and seniors on this team. Like, a bunch of people you're going to be seeing leaving after the season, which shows it's it's a real show, show to their their experience, their their depth. So that's going to be another point to look at. But it's just – this is really talent versus depth and experience, in my opinion. Because I would argue that LSU is the more talented team. And they they have more, I guess, recruiting coming in. Ooh, wait, hold on a second. Is that no shot? You got one from the train conductor as well. That's true. Wait, uh, Robert, are you able to talk at all? You don't have to, but if you're just it's being not really Robbie. Cool. It was me all along. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. God. <laughs> I see bird dog and I'm like, wait a minute, you told me you were eating dinner. Why why are you here? <laughs> Jason comes up. No, I'm still sick. I'm I'm headed home. Good luck. Good night, boys. Y'all are already doing great. Also, just to let everybody know, FSU's about to smoke the daylights out of LSU. It's gonna be a fourteen point game. Good night, everybody. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> wow, we really needed that. 14 points. Another thing that uh, I forgot it's... to mention is LSU will also have an advantage up the middle because Daryl Jackson not being eligible for some stupid-ass reason will yeah. eliminate some of Florida State's interior depth, but I still don't think it's enough to make a difference because LSU likes to take think... advantage of teams on the edge, and you're not fucking – running on LSU on the edge. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. We'll, and both those we'll edge rushers are so good at contain, they'll be able to keep Jaden Daniels in the pocket. Yeah. Will mm-hmm. brings up a good point because if Jackson is not able to play in this game, which it's looking like it, but unless, you know, these two letters from like Marco Rubio and I don't remember who the other guy was go through and they accept his waiver and redo. Point is, the only two depth pieces that you have at defensive tackle, like that are proven, are Fabian Lovin and Braden Fisk, which are both extremely good, but that's to say if one of them gets injured, I would argue that completely sways the game entirely. If one of them gets injured, LSU's mm-hmm. run game is going to look ridiculous because FSU's run defense was terrible last year. So if either of those two get injured or um, Jackson isn't able to play, this is a completely different ball game. But mm-hmm. Jake and Dan, real quick, takes on what the score will be. Uh, well, real quick, I'm not too familiar with FSU's defense. What is y'all's kind of edge slash linebacker? How is so is that edge, elite? Defensive line, top five in the nation. If they have I arguably name, the best like defensive If he Jared Verse, they, yeah, no, not Verse, the other guy. Oh, Patrick Payton. But point being, if Jared Verse and Patrick Payton are like. J- or Jared Verse, best edge rusher in college football. Payton was ACC rookie of the defensive rookie of the year. He's looking to be better, and he's gotten bigger. The line will not be an issue. Yes. The FSU's they, we, they probably have the best edge. safety depth. I'm trying to think. It, 
they're probably the best edge rush duo in the country, right? It's you could make Who the argument. Is there? Yeah. Nobody. Illinois and Ohio State are up there. I'm not thinking of Nolan off the top of my head. I, I think JTT I is remember. overrated. A tad, yeah, but I Peyton still had think more he's good sacks and pressures last year than Peyton had more sacks and pressures last year than JTT. That surprised me because Peyton right, didn't get all start. But yeah, point. regardless, it's the only weakness for FSU is probably safety depth. And linebacker depth. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, the only thing for me is if uh, Jaden Daniels can get out and escape the pocket a lot and do a lot of damage that way, it might sway my score a little bit. But with the mm-hmm. two really good edge rushers, as you mentioned, I think probably be FSU by three to seven on a late score. All right. So I had to wear this shirt just because ACC championship. This is actually a Florida State versus Virginia Tech shirt. Um, should tell you a lot it. about my pick. I'm going Florida State here. We're talking about wow. a potential Heisman. Uh, I don't know what you call it. Award winner, Jordan Travis. It's a really good QB. He's got the weapons to put away some really good schools like Clemson, LSU. Um, I would say Miami, but they're not good anymore. But, uh, yeah, LSU, they've got some – good offense the defense is just lacking especially with Denver Harris now and that's you know that nonsense it's whatever but it's going to hold him back a little bit honestly that's a good point Denver wasn't penciled in as a starter well yeah no he I don't think he was I don't know how much playing time he's supposed to get with LSU because he didn't play much with A&M it's going to be more now considering well actually he played a lot with A&M he was Actually, really yeah. good with AM, but I don't think Brian Kelly was willing to put up with the BS that came with him. Sure. I mean, he was already That's suspended smart. twice at AM. I don't think Brian Kelly would put up with it. And then again, he did take him on He's as a so transfer. So, yeah, FSU sweep here. Very good at football. <laughs> well, I think it's my answer. It doesn't matter. But next game. They're two and zero. We're skipping this. I don't even know what team that yeah, is. Yeah, nah. So, we don't. Wait, how do you not know Grambling, Grambling State? State? Grambling okay, State I, is an elite HBC. You don't know Grambling State. Dude, you Grambling State is going to win the Natty. I know what mm-hmm. Grambling. State you see, you see that block G on there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's black and gold. gold. No, no, they're better I than feel Georgia. Like a ton of Georgia HBCs copied them. Goes, but there's Actually, some of the fun schools you can go to in terms of football entertainment. Hey, the HBCU is very entertaining. I just want yeah. to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. If anybody wants to satisfy – Some of the best entrances like in a, college football. If somebody wants to satisfy a football craving on a Tuesday night, just YouTube a HBCU game that's close, it's, it's actually pretty fun. They're Florida more than you'd expect. But Their like, coaches are Denver Harris's. Yeah. Purview AM gets Denver Harris Harris's sneaking out night before a game approval. Jesus. Good stuff. But week three, Mississippi State. It's at Starkville. Um, so when we did the Mississippi State episode, I kind of just went with the bandwagon and said Mississippi State was winning, but more consideration, LSU's gonna win this. Like it may not be handedly. I still think this could be like a seventeen to fourteen type game, like where 
they're consistent. They're not really just creating a giant lead, but rather they're consistently saying a little bit ahead, but LSU, this is just more talent. Like I, in the last example, it was experience versus talent. It's the same case here because everybody on Mississippi State is are seniors or juniors, mainly seniors. So they definitely have experience, but the talent outweighs the experience this time. Mm-hmm. Will Rogers is but they, great. They lack experience Love. at coaching. Yeah, like even though I, I think that well, it depends. Their coaches are experienced. Coach. They're just inexperienced at Mississippi They're, State or as a head yeah. coach. Because yeah. Zach Garnett, yeah. like as a defensive coordinator, I would argue top fifteen top 10 in the nation, but probably he's, he's never been head – around there. He's probably I, around I like really a, in that there. 8 to 11 range. Yeah. It's it's very interchangeable. But I, I could see him still succeeding as a head coach, but just I don't think it's going to happen in the year one. Every, being a head coach is completely different from just being a coordinator. And I do like Zach Bar- – or I do like a Bar- Kevin Barbe – and his offensive scheming that came from Appalachian State. But it's going to be interesting to see what Mississippi State's going to change this year because they're going to run the ball more with Marks, but they don't have Dylan Johnson as a two-back. Um, they no longer have Ra-Ra Thomas, but they still have Tuli Griffin, some good freshmen. It's it's going to be really interesting. But the main thing I want to point out is Emmanuel Forbes is gone. Malik Nabier stayed. I feel like there's going to be a deadly connection between Daniels and neighbors in this game with the secondary looking not as um, impressive as it was last year with Nathaniel Watson out there and such. So like, give me LSU by like 14, maybe 17. So Mississippi State's problem in this game is going to be the same problem they ran into last year, which is their depth. Like, can they keep up? with the athletes that LSU is rotating in constantly and keeping fresh. And I really want to pick Mississippi State in this game. But if you go look at their depth, they lost just enough players off of last year's team that they're going to have the same depth issues again in this game this year. And it's only week three, so the offense hasn't had enough time to completely transition away from the air raid. And so there might still be a quarterback controversy with Mike Wright and Will Rogers learning yeah. how to be in a non-air raid offense. So, so I'm 100%. actually going to pick LSU by six. Mm-hmm. Like then that three to seven range once again, another close game for the Tigers. You bring up another good point because State now having Mike Wright, because the whole reason that Will Rogers was such like a valuable quarterback at the time was he knew the air raid better than anybody else in the country. When you know your system so well, you're going to thrive in it. But now that that skill no longer matters, which means there's a toss-up for Mike Wright going up there and playing QB summer, even Chris Parson, but probably not Chris Parson. It'll be mainly Mike Wright or Will Rogers. And it, last year, the interesting thing was they were beating LSU at the beginning of the game like 17 nothing, but then they lost because they stopped running the ball. So, I'm wondering if we'll see a similar case where, like, that was also, winning at one point. They also started throwing the ball more in that game because the offensive linemen were so tired. It's actually easier yep. for big old boys like that to go backwards instead of forwards. So, you That's really again. see them. You really see, saw Mike Rage start calling – Mike Leach call a bunch of short, quick game passes so the offensive linemen could go back because, once again, they're tired. 
and the defense was tired. And like, they started calling a bunch of short, a short game passes to uh, compensate for the run game, and it just did not work as well because of, of course, the speed mm-hmm. of LSU's linebackers. Once again, shows depth worries, honestly. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's – yeah. The only reason I have Mississippi State losing this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, more depth. And maybe some LSU's Zach Barnett good. rookie head coach mistakes, too. That's a good point. Yeah, that too. That too. Uh, I'm going to have to go LSU here, mostly Mississippi State's lack of depth and LSU's majority of talent compared to Mississippi State. Give me like 17 LSU. 17 now, point win. I have to do it again. I'm a brag. I'm a brag. I'm a brag. Luke already knows what's happening. Yeah. If you guys don't already know, I sh- you should know by now. I've told you numerous and numerous times. But my my last place fantasy team consists of Will Rogers and Mississippi defense. State defense. And I'm honestly considering about picking up another defense for this game because – their defense is going to get absolutely cooked. I mean, Malik Neighbors is returning. Kyron Lacey, Mason Taylor, Brian Thomas Jr. With Jaden Daniels at a quarterback. I think I'm going to have to drop this uh, defense before I get destroyed by... They still um, got talent. I don't even know. Jordan Davis and Jet Johnson. Yeah, but I mean, we're talking about one of the best wide receiver rooms of 2023 probably. Well, I don't know about. Okay, LSU's wide receiver core is a little overrated. Yeah, like I mean, I'd have Texas, LSU, FSU. Um, hell, did you say LSU is worse than both of those you just named? Yeah, yeah. I said, well, I said that Ohio State's better, Washington's better. He said Texas, FSU. Um, so you're trying State, to, I, they're not a top State. 10 wide receiver core. Honestly, I'd put Bama over them. Oh, okay. Um, no. I would. No. Malik, Malik Bennett, I'd put him at four or Brooks, five in the Isaiah SEC. Bond, Kobe I mean, Prentiss. I, look, I love Malik Benson and Isaiah Bond, but when you're relying on, say, Malik Benson, who is a freshman four-star, which I, I did expect to be, like, receiver of okay. the class. Dude. Like, he's, of all classes. He's a top five player in last year's class, if you count Juco players. Hmm. I, anyway, like everyone else has said, this team's got a lot of death. They're going to do a lot of damage this season, and especially against this Mississippi State defense. So pray for my fantasy team. I am, in fact, praying for you, buddy. But we'll, we'll check up on it when you come over to Tallahassee to watch the VT game. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, make, some, we'll make some reconstruction on that. Oh, yeah. But week four. It'll be too going, late for him. Oh, yeah, it's going to be way too late. That's true, but he can maybe at least not get last place. That's what matters most. Yeah, yeah, Maybe. Because nobody remembers second to last place. They just remember last. Oh, yeah, yeah. But at least we're not doing a fantasy punishment. That's true. We should. We, we can change that. that. Nah. Yeah, uh, it's you know not too late. The season what? hasn't started yet. 24 hours of waffle every waffle. No, because like, yeah, I'm already no, doing yeah, that in my friends. I swear to God, if I get last in two different fantasy groups okay. and have to do two times of that. How about this? I got one. The four for four for four. Here's how it works. You go to Wendy's, you get a four for four meal, and you eat everything. You get a large soda, you eat the burger, you eat the fries. Uh, and you uh, get large I know what everything. this is. Yeah. And then – 
you go to your local high school and get on a track and run four laps to complete a mile. Right I honestly like that. Food. Yet again, honestly, it's I can't. Not I, I wouldn't I have struggle to... running a mile myself anyway. Because I'm yeah, a sprinter, I run like a ten minute like, mile. Yeah, it's it's not gonna affect me too much. <laughs> yeah, oh I could do that. But it's better yeah, than yeah. having to drive an hour to a Waffle House. Because I just oh, because clubs. Ah, I forgot about that. Let take here. But we'll just go over week four, Arkansas. Um, you're going back to Baton Rouge, so that's incredibly important. Because I, I'm, I, I've said fifty thousand times. I'm not going to bring up the whole KJ Rocket argument again. I've said it too many times to the point where it doesn't matter. What I'm going to focus at is Arkansas's returning secondary, who's not injured, versus LSU's wide receiver core. And on one second. Thank you, buddy. My brother threw me the ball. Um, but I'm <laughs> expecting this game to be not a blowout, but like the point right before a blowout, if that makes sense. So like another mm-hmm. 17, 20 point game, because I, like I love Arkansas. I love what um, Sam Pittman is building at the program, but ultimately it just comes down to talent is, is every game. And th- there are so many questions about Arkansas in terms of, like I said, secondary or wide receiver core might not be able to, even with the depleted LSU secondary, they'll probably get some players back. I'm just, I'm, I don't think they're going to go into Baton Rouge and steal this game. I, I couldn't see it happening. No. If this was at home, no way. and it, I know people might say, but it was close last year. Well, it was also freezing cold they, and nobody could throw the ball. And I believe and this is KJ probably one of the most. Our, I don't know, loudest college, college atmosphere. I mean, it's one of the top yeah. college atmospheres out there. It, 100%. Tiger Stadium's a different breed. And I just looked at their yeah. schedule before this. They play Western Carolina, Kent State, and BYU. <laughs> <laughs> I do struggle to breathe. BYU is a Power 5 team? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They'll give Coastal Carolina a real struggle. I mean, um, <laughs> it's going to be. <laughs> My fantasy team matters. I should have checked the comments. No, it more, doesn't. But yeah, it does. Simple point. It's bye week. Your Arkansas, fantasy team is a bye week. Every yeah. week's a bye week. I'm gifting oh out free wins. God. I'm like Oprah Winfrey of fantasy football. You get a win. <laughs> you get a win. You get a win. <laughs> Oprah Winfrey. His, his team just out of nowhere surprises everyone and ends up being really good because Mississippi State yeah. is yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. But, Dane and Y'all Will weren't with me when I was 0-12. That's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, LSU by like 17. Go ahead. You hear me? Um, yeah, 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 we yeah. We can hear you. Hello. Oh, okay. No, we so, can hear you. Hello. For this game, yeah, we can hear you good. It it really just comes down to uh, Arkansas's defense, and I don't think they're going to be able to hold up because they lost the really underrated player that they lost on their defense is Drew Sanders. Sanders made some incredible plays last year for the Arkansas defense. make up for the lack of 
than that Arkansas had last year just due to the injuries. And without those two guys manning the middle and adjusting the defense and trying to really do everything for that Arkansas team on that side of the ball, I really think they're going to struggle to stop the run, make the right on-the-field adjustments, and to make the right adjustments in the back end. So I think LSU is probably a close game in the first couple quarters, but by the fourth quarter it will probably be in that 17-24 to point LSU win. Yeah, I could see it. That's what I'm looking at, honestly, because it's just proven proven talent. I mean, Arkansas, like, even though they went what six and seven, or was it seven six? No, they went seven and six because they beat Kansas. The people like to blame a lot of that stretch on KJ Jefferson being injured, but there were a lot of games that even without or even with KJ Jefferson, they still would have lost, like Mississippi State. It crushed them. I mean, I, they still would have lost that game. Um, wow. I, by the way, I'm so wow. Um, <laughs> he doesn't like student athletes. <laughs> but real quick, Day and Jake, what thoughts? Score. Um, SEC. Arkansas. LSU. Passing, running. Oh, oh running. I, for a second, I thought that Dane said Arkansas. I got LSU by 20. Yeah. Um, okay. Not much to say. KJ Jefferson may actually die before getting to play Bama. Considering Andrew Brenner. That, that is a uh, very good take. And yeah. this church van that I'm stuck mm-hmm. behind right now needs to hurry up and <laughs> go faster than 40 miles an hour. Just thought I'd comment on that. Thank you, thank you. Good stuff. The power of Christ right. compels this car. Wow. Moving All on. Right. We're going <laughs> to the sit at Ole Miss. Um, I don't think their home field advantage matters too much, but what I do think matters is they have an underrated offense. I'm going to be honest. I almost want to say that mm-hmm. Jackson Dart is improving. I almost want to say it. I've watched some of the camp. He's been getting some pretty good notes. Zachary Franklin has been really impressive, and Judkins is looking like he is the best running back in the nation. I mean, we're already saying that's a good chance, but he's going okay. crazy. Luke this mentioned is also Zachary, Luke mentioned Zachary Franklin. Lane Kiffin is very good about moving his wide receivers around, much like Josh Heupel is, to get a great matchup. And Deuce Chestnut in the slot does not match up size-wise. And if they move Sage Ryan down in the slot, he doesn't match up with Franklin speed-wise. So that is something to think about. I mean, but what are the chances Ole Miss actually beats LSU? I mean, they can make these adjustments, but... I mean... mean, Gotcha. It's a... It's for sure a possibility with their home field advantage, but they will score enough points to beat LSU. But will they hold LSU to enough points to beat LSU? That's yeah, that's the, the thing. There, we we still know. I mean, we said this for months that Ole Miss defense is one of the worst in the SEC. Always has been, and even no matter what you want to hear about the camp until a proven defense that actually did improve. I'm not giving them any sort of credit to say they're a defense that we should be worried. Okay, I cut out. Did Sorry Luke die? 
I cut out for a second. No, no, put, yeah, put wheels up. But, or not wheels. But, I mean, just point is, gonna score some points. Um, defense. I'm not going to give them any credit because it's not like in camp they're going to say, yeah, I'm going to be honest, the defense kind of sucks. We're, we're pretty worried about them. That would never happen. They're, mm. They are going to give Look, credit regardless is, the same way you This is coming up real quick. I think we just died again, so I'll what continue is this? on his point. Look, look, Will, <laughs> Will, this, this all goes to if you crash into that van, too. If Will crashes into the van so, on the tram, I'll donate $300. So $300. You got to turn your camera on for it, though. fix the bumper on my car, so I am not going to crash into the church van. All right. And since if Will this crashes is into the church van, it's 300 um, plus this. Wow. We started GoFundMe. That's a thousand. thousand right there. You know what? I'm, I'll I'm just not go ahead and throw this up. Van, guys. I, it's, we'll probably go some, it's probably some mean? old lady driving it. It probably doesn't have seat belts in it. The old yeah, lady but will probably fly through the GoFundMe. She'll get a GoFundMe. Go she'll get her name on like a, a, I'm not a donation thing. I'm not killing an old lady. It's not going to happen. Old man. What if she, that is the least will thing I've ever heard. If you end up getting in a car accident because you were drunk or something and you have one of our sponsors t-shirts on there's going to be an issue you better not have the w shirt on bro take it off it's going to be a problem like how you chose the one non-clothing brand we have because i've seen they have stuff i'm being dead serious no way a 60 dollar uber is better than drinking and driving let's clarify this until the georgia players that 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 georgia woman needs to needs to know that for sure but all right and and segue into the new game. So um, Luke brought up a great point with Ole Miss's <laughs> defense, but one thing to take note about is that yes, Pete Golding gets a lot of shit, but at least he's transferring Ole Miss away from the three-three-five defense, which is honestly point. the worst defensive scheme in college football. I'm not going to go on that tangent tonight. But just the base scheme upgrades and all the transfers yeah. plus plus Sertan Perkins, who they landed. He's a five star linebacker from in state Mississippi. Who he's an absolute stud. And so with you, all those transfers upgrading the depth and Perkins, I think they could be maybe twenty spots higher ranked defensively, but that still puts them at what? The <laughs> best defense. So let's just predict LSU to win by 17 after they get a couple stops and move on. Yeah. And as you said, running the three-man defensive line is one of the dumbest things you could do in college because no matter really how good your talent is, you rarely ever see a defensive line with just three people make a good rush. But um, have we – we still haven't reached the bye week. This is ridiculous. No, um, we're at Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, Missouri. So – if, if we had Jackson, he would be going on a tangent about how, guys, they're underrated. The linebacker core is crazy. And the defensive line is actually kind of underrated. And when you look at the receiver core, even though they lost Dominic Lovett, they brought in two transfers. It was really good. And Brady Book, honestly, really underrated. Is going to be throwing the ball and bringing it. Brady is going to. Well, that that's Brady Cook to well, Luther uh, Burden connection. It's just on top. Well, I don't and agree with just... that, but 
his points about their defense actually do matter a lot in this game. If this was at Missouri, what is this at Missouri? It is. Yeah. Okay. So I would I have been planning to predict LSU to go nine and three. And my I was gonna predict them to lose a different game, but I'm actually gonna have Missouri get the upset here. Just because Whoa. I do not believe in Jaden Daniels to throw the ball if LSU's running game gets shut down, because most of what their mm-hmm. passing game is is go look at the Falcons passing game. What do y'all think yeah. about the Falcons passing game? Is it uh, good? Not. It's not. No thing. It's just they're running. Marcus they're running Mariana. overshadows it, and outside of having Drake London, Kyle Pitts, it's Desmond Ritter throwing the ball. So. Uh, okay. So like Ten yard passes. That's how Everything I feel about that is worry. passing game. They have neighbors. Okay. They have Mason Taylor, but Jaden Daniels. He played throwing the ball wise the same way he played in his best season before that, his freshman year at Arizona State. If you go look at the tape of those two seasons, they're very yeah. familiar. And this one stat is really why I'm not as high on Jaden Daniels plus his accuracy issues is that he only completed or that's not the right way to say this he only had 7.4 yards per attempt so that means if he's throwing the ball in third and nine or third and eight he's not averaging a first down and that can really really slow down an offense if you're not picking those first downs up with every attempted throw averaged and that's just one reason why I think Missouri will be able to get LSU's offense off the field and be able to wear down LSU's defense enough to score enough points in this game to pull off the upset. His ability to extend the play and run through the chaos is something that not many players in the country have as a talent. But the thing is, so few are able to turn those, you know, creating something out of nothing into an actual pass for yardage. If, if something happens and collapse the pocket, his only choice is to run because he can't make the throw. Also, I'm happy. Who sounds like they're in an airplane right yeah. now? I, ha- I had to mute Will real quick because of the car. I'm sorry. But I'll, I'll just unmute whenever you're going to talk. But It sounds so silent. Yeah, but uh, Jane Daniels, I he just he is a pretty good quarterback throw, but throwing the ball is not a, a strong suit. This isn't something like is long. Basically, everybody is gonna tell Daniels you're gonna have to beat us by throwing the ball. They're gonna rush, collapse the pocket, and they're gonna say we're gonna lock down with the QB spy you any have you any chance of getting you know a first down with your legs. You're gonna have to throw the ball to beat us and. LSU is going to have to improve passing wise in order to do that. I know the receiving core is still great, and you got a tight end in Mason Taylor who's really good. I just he's I don't think he's the QB to do it. He's getting a bit too much credit when he hasn't done quite enough yet. But I mean, he's just the wrong QB for the team. He's he's a mobile uh, quarterback. It's just it doesn't work with the team. I mean, they would they need a pocket passer that can just hawk it down the field but i mean it's lsu i i think they're gonna win this game by 27 at at least maybe more it depends but yeah like you said they're all gonna i mean they they know what Jaden daniels does this isn't his first year they're going to blitz they're going to rush they're trying they're gonna try to stop him from scrambling and he i mean he's good at the check down passes just 
gain a couple yards, but there well, definitely I needs to be an so. improvement. <laughs> I, this, here's I here's what I'll say. If Garrett Nussmeyer started for this LSU team, I'd predict him to go 11-1. and one. Really? You have that much faith in Nussmeyer? Oh, Nussmeyer versus Wegman versus Julian Sayan in 2024 for the uh, – SEC West title is going to go insane. Just trust. Wow. Mm. I don't know because I haven't seen him do anything yet, but we'll see. Um, so next game, we're going back-to-back Tiger matchups. We're going to Auburn, except you're actually staying out. I read that wrong. Um, Auburn, they're a wild card because they could be a 9-3 team or they could be a 5-7 and team. And it's strictly off of their offense, mainly their passer. As our D1 Peyton Thorne hater knows, he is probably not going to be able to do anything other than maybe be a leader to Auburn, which means you're basically going to have to see Ashford take over the starting role. And if he doesn't improve as a leader and as a passer, I can't see Auburn doing well, despite the fact that their offensive line is better, their defense is a little bit better. And it's one of the first years where their offensive line is now better than their defense line. You rarely see that. But – LSU's at home, and they're just – they out-talent Auburn. So, give me the LSU by roughly 20. Mm-hmm. Give me the Tigers here by at least 20, maybe 25. Which Tiger? Not, um, in case in case something else happens, I'm going to leave that one untitled so I can take my win this game. All right, right all right. Um. Yeah, I got LSU by I'll get 24. I mean, it depends on who's QB. Of course, if it's Peyton Thorne, it's going to be like 50. But if it's um, I can't Robbie Ashford, it's going to be like a 20-point game. I mean, this Auburn team, I don't think they're going to be bad. I think they're going to be – they're a slept-on team for this year. I think they could be – they could do some real damage to some teams. And this could be one of the games that they could shock the – um. Football world. Yeah. I don't, by the way. <laughs> I don't. The stutter, the stutter on don't concerns me. <laughs> by this point in the season, Holden, I think you pronounce his name, Grenier. I'm not sure. I'm terrible with pronouncing names, and uh, I've never heard someone actually pronounce it correctly. So by this point, he should be starting. And if not, it's coaching negligence by Hugh Freeze. And I'll. So I think their offense will do better than nice. some of these guys are saying. I think they'll put up in the 17 to 28 point range, but Auburn's defensive line just won't hold up well enough against this LSU running attack. And so I'm going to have 35 to 20 set to 35 to 17. Let's go with that. LSU wins. I can see it because. Auburn kind of keeps yeah. close against LSU most games, even if they're not expected to be, like, even close to winning. So, it's not impossible. But, Very uh, underrated rivalry. Yeah, I agree with that. Right. I mean, last year was a really good game. But now we got Army on October 21st. Um, look, hmm. I it really low the Will they win by the 50 or 60? Yeah, let's go down the, the box. Line. You win. Who, so, Army? I'm no, go LSU. By, I'll go by 50. It won't by be 50? 60. Yeah, I'm going to say 50 as well. I mean, the only time I really pay attention for Army is the Navy Army game 
And yeah, I'm pretty sure they don't even win that game. So not much to say except they're going to get absolutely destroyed. So I'm going to actually go you know, by I'll 60. go 40. I, ooh. Well, I'm going to go by 60 because the NCAA changed the chop block rules this offseason, and it's they made it incredibly hard for triple option teams to exist now that the chop block rules have changed. So I'm going to go with by 60. Wow. Bye week. But now it's time for everybody's favorite moment. Um, the bye week. Because we got we got the line today. And uh, yes. we'll give the line to Will. Will, where are you putting the line at for, we'll say, because it's LSU, we will go arrest. Strictly well, arrest. Let's go public intoxication. Let's go public intoxication. Public intoxication over under. Are we including fans or is this just players? No, just players or people associated. It'd be impossible to count fans. Oh, if it's people associated to the team as well, then give me the over. Not even close. Okay. Honestly, I'm agree. I'm taking the over just because they play Bama right after this. And I'm sure the week before is going to be absolutely rough. They're going to have. They're running down some schnapps before they over. Oh, yeah. go over to Bama. Mm-hmm. But I'm interested about this game because this this game will – I mean, 99% would agree this game right here determines who wins the West. Yeah. And it's just – this is a battle of quarterbacks. Who wins this quarterback battle between probably Milrow and Daniels? I got Daniels. I have LSU winning this game. Despite being at Bama, and they're going to run it back. Here's why I got it. Because I originally said I believe that Bama was winning this game and that they would end up going to the SEC um, championship against Georgia. But I'm actually going to take LSU and flip my take. And my reasoning for it is, one, you're coming off a bye week. You have extra time to prepare versus Bama, whereas they're coming off of just an extreme stretch of games. Matter of fact, to prove a point, let me show you something. So while LSU is coming off of a bye week against that game, Bama is – oh, my gosh. Wait, no, I'm wrong. They're also coming off of a bye week. Holy hell. Oh, then that completely changes my take. Okay. We're going to get a great so game. This is going to be a great game because they're both going to have time to prepare. But I'm still going to take LSU because that was just one reason. Uh, so we'll say they're unfair terms in terms of practice. Uh, one of my other points here is I don't trust Bama's throwing. I mean, like, I love Malik Benson. I think that their running game is actually going to do surprisingly well against Bama's defensive line. Or, I'm sorry, against LSU's defensive line with Perkins because the running core of, uh, uh, if I can remember the freshman's name. Uh, oh, my gosh, I can't remember. It was like McLennan. I think, yeah, and Justice Haynes, I think, is the other. But McClellan and Justice Haynes, I see them going crazy. And despite that, LSU just looks like the, the more prepared team in terms of how to win this game. Because I know people are going to think that take is terrible because it's Nick Saban. But Nick's going to have a new offensive and defensive coordinator. They're going to be facing 
probably one of the better passing offenses of the season. And I know that they have, um, you know, Coy McHenry in a pretty solid secondary, but I just, I see Daniels destroying their linebacker core on the run as well. It's like, this is going to be a close game. It's a toss up. I'm still going back and forth on it right now, but just at the moment, maybe maybe calling it recency bias. I'll say LSU, but like three. I'll follow. Completely disagree. I mean, so um, in the Bama game, I said LSU was going to win. And actually, I'm going to change absolutely nothing about that pick. I'm going to stick with LSU. I'm going with the upset. Go Tigers, bitch. Um, Bama, Bama, uh, we don't even know your quarterback yet. It could be some bum from Notre Dame. Well, not really too much of a bum. This is or some sophomore. He's an incredible. He's just gonna tear him up. He's a turnover machine. Yeah, he just threw another. He's just not good. It's just I got LSU by seven. Oh, I like it actually. All right, well, Dane, what do y'all got? Alabama by oh, 21, honestly. All right. I'm not wow. Alabama what? by 13. Mm-hmm. I got no by- way. Mm-hmm. No way you're saying double-digit win for Bama. I don't know if it's so double-digit. Like, when, gonna- Bama, when Bama puts eight people in the box and LSU can't run the ball, how are they going to move it? Pray that Malik Neighbors just cooks Kool Aid McKinstry. Yeah, that's a because good Kevin, point. I mean, Kevin, but, Kevin Steele has been, he has his flaws, yes, but his defenses are always very good on the edge. Again, where LSU wants to run the ball because their running backs aren't, they don't have incredibly high upside. So between the guards and the centers, the best place for them to run with their running backs. And since Kevin Seals' defense <coughs> defenses are incredible on the edge, and uh, Steele is also more willing to move Kool Aid wherever Malik Neighbors is on the field. And I'm not as high on Brian Thomas. I feel like LSU's offense is going to have a lot of three and outs, get that defense tired, and Bama's just going to lean on them until they have a 13 to 14 point lead and win the game. I'm not going to say I disagree because I do think it's 50-50, and I really don't know where to put my take here. But I will say I think the same thing is going to happen to Bama's offense. They're going to do the exact same thing, put eight men in the box, force Milrow to throw, and I don't think he's going to do much of of what he needs to either. Like, I would not be surprised if this was like a 20-23 or 24-30 type game where it's like not that high of scoring – but also not a low-scoring game either because I just – I'm really not confident at all on Milrow's ability, nor am I on Ty Simpson and the guy from Notre Dame. I just – even, like, the only Tyler person Buckner. that's shown a bit – Yeah, the only person I've seen a bit of, like, improvement from is Milrow, and it's nothing to say, like, wow, Bama might be, like, that team because I think part of the reason they got that four rank in the AP poll recently – their defense is just unbelievably good, and yeah, just I wouldn't call their defense yeah. unbelievably, unbelievably good. I'd say no. in certain, in certain matchups, 
in certain matchups, they'll be they'll just be able to str- keep a stranglehold on the other team's offense just because they match up so well that they'll be they'll end up ranked very highly. Even though I think guys like Malachi Moore in their interior defensive line can be picked on a bit. So, I'm assuming then you're saying Bama wins the West, right? Yes, but I have them winning the West at ten and mm-hmm. two. Interesting. Now, I like this. Yeah, you're not the only one I've heard say this with matchups and Kool Aid McKinstry this and Kool Aid McKinstry that. Now, is there any he's other defensive good, bat? I know he's yes, he's, he's slower, one, but he but, he presses guys so well. And then you have Caleb Downs behind. Yes, are there any other Caleb Downs defensive backs other than those two? Kite Kite in the slot is a stud. If Terry and Arnold in the slot though. I know that's all. Slot receivers are very important. Terry on Arnold, yes. If Terry on Arnold can just turn his head around, he's going to be a top twenty-ish corner in college football because that was his problem last year, and that's why he ended up getting benched for Eli Ricks is because he just didn't turn his head around and would get those PI calls. So if he starts turning his head around, which is Saban is known for coaching defensive backs, so I would assume. He's able to coach that into Terry on. That I will also have, say. I mean, the, I was going to bring them. Have four good defensive backs. I see Bama getting heavily penalized in this game the same way they did last year with like Dallas Turner and such getting unnecessary penalties and in the secondary. Just again, youth I think is going to factor into this, but we'll see. So if I can see LSU winning this game. If Kevin Steele doesn't make the adjustment to move Kool Aid with uh, Malik Neighbors, no, I, and, I don't and, see why. And Tommy, if Tommy Reese is able to get a Malachi Moore Malik Neighbors matchup consistently, this game could offensively for LSU uh, be better than what I think it will be. But like you have a guy like Caleb Downs that's able to cover Mason Taylor. And you, Terry on Arnold and Kite should be good enough to cover the other two wide receivers for LSU. The only reason I'm saying LSU is just I'm not confident enough in the other defensive backs. Like, I trust Kool-Aid McKinstry. I trust Caleb Downs. They're good players. I just don't trust the others to guard this wide receiver and tight end core from LSU. We've, we probably spent a little too much time in this game, but unless you got, yeah. we all got final thoughts like from Dane, we can move on. Yeah, yeah right, we'll just move on. So, yeah. yeah. Um, next game, um, Florida. <clears throat> Y'all know my opinion on Florida, so I'm about to go off with this take. Give me LSU by 30 minimum. Whoa. Minimum. Minimum 30. No and here's why. Way. Y'all may be saying – Y'all may be saying – Oh, but Jason Marshall in that secondary, ooh, they're improving. And I will admit, Jason Marshall, you can make the argument that he's a top 10 corner in college football, and I'm being dead serious when I say that as a Florida State fan. However, around nine. That actually is where PFF ranked him. So, Oh, actually? Interesting you say that. I feel, I feel less confident in my I, take now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, regardless, I don't – think their defensive line is going to get much of any pressure on LSU's O-line since they're probably top 10 in the nation as well. And I Well, just, their tackle, they're not going to their tackle duo is probably like, top 10 in the nation, but their interior offensive line is still a little weak. I, like, this I mean, literally Grant, is a not great ones. I, Jesus. Okay, maybe 
maybe 30 is a little too much, but I see this as game like 28 to nothing or like 20 or like 31 to three. This is just a game where it's like high 20s point differential because Florida will not score. Like this is one of the games where I just don't see Florida doing anything offensively. I mean, I mean, Graham Mertz could make LSU look like DBU here. I mean, Jesus, he's a turnover machine. It's, I mean, when you throw more interceptions than touchdowns in a single season, which actually happened in his sophomore season, I did. believe, it goes to show I'm not going to trust you whatsoever with yeah. the football. I mean, when your own coach – Well, isn't said, he in the transfer portal or was that fake? That was just like Wait. a glitch or something. All right. It was a glitch. Wait, I, I guess I missed this. Just go just go look in the group chat after the show. But all right. Point being Florida's not gonna score. This is an environment that they're just not going to be able to handle. This is the, the swamp and maybe give them a bit of more points because of momentum. They're gonna get crushed in this game. It's gonna be bad. I've got LSU by I'm I'm gonna say at least twenty seven, but I could easily see yeah. this being a thirty point win for LSU. Exactly. I have no confidence in this Florida team at all. Okay, so I'm actually yeah. – this, before I found out the Missouri game was on the road, I actually have them losing this game for two reasons. One, they just played a very physical game against Emma, and their starters are to be very tired. Two, Florida's defense – I think y'all are underrated defensive line and the linebackers a little bit. I'm going to flip my pick to an LSU win just because LSU is going to be deeper and they're going to be able to they're going to be able to rotate guys more than Florida will. But watch out for this to be a very close game after a letdown loss against Alabama. Okay, but it's in Tiger Stadium. This isn't like it's that. Uh, so like do you remember what Tennessee did to LSU in Tiger Stadium last year? Yes, I do. Okay. But this is – are you trying? Are you trying to compare Dude. last year's Tennessee to this year's Florida? No, no, I'm not. I'm just saying this is going to be another noon game. So the so if Florida goes in there, makes it a close game in the first couple quarters, it's going to take a while for that LSU crowd to really affect the game in a way that will negatively impact Florida. But Graham Mertz, Graham Mertz is going to throw too many picks. No. I'm gonna need you to calm down, Luke. Just running through my pants. All right, Dan, you got any takes for this game? Mm, LSU by like 14 to 21, somewhere in there. If it's We're a night game, Florida, then give right? me 35. Right. We're talking about Florida. Give me LSU by 10. These games usually end up close. Thank you. They usually end up being closer than they usually are. Like, and it's right every, after a physical game against Alabama. That's probably going to be every, a night. Every team has another team that they always keep it close with, like South Carolina and Missouri. You've got Georgia. The ticket book for the, the athens Clark County Police Department. And it's Florida and LSU. But <clears throat> now – I'm sure my prediction will change as the season goes on since this is a later game. Just without having seen a snap played by Florida, I don't have a lot of confidence in them to do well against LSU. Now, I'm, I'm sure it will change as 
as the season goes on. The LSU just has will such build. a big advantage on the edge. Because I mean, their, their tackles are incredible, and I think that swings the I, game to allow them to win by 10 or 13 points. I wouldn't be surprised if Graham Mertz had more interceptions than completions in this game. Right, I don't it's just think entirely their run, and it's entirely their oh, run that gives Florida any Okay, point. listen, I get it. You know, Florida's not going to be a good team, but you also have to look at something that's known to happen with college football players, and it's specifically called the sophomore slump. Are we going to see a sophomore slump from Harold Perkins this season and this be one of the games where they really don't need him to be yes, in that slump? He's moving to middle linebacker. He's literally changing position. What? Y'all didn't know that? No. no. Did you, did I did not either. Know this Just me and we Will? started the preview. Yeah, no, I heard this. He's, he's I a, had on no early downs, he's I'm playing to a linebacker moving to edge on pass rush downs. Wow. Huh. Because he can't hold up against the run on the D-line. Which is going to be interesting because they got Montreal Johnson and uh, ETN. I just but, blew two of their minds, I guess. No, yeah. I just yeah. – it, it, um, it baffles me why LSU would do something like that. Like, I get it. He's not good against the run at all. But he's but, just like, such a negative on the run. And he didn't get bigger. That's also part of the problem. They expected him to put on, you know, 10 to 30 in that range pounds-wise, and he didn't. So that also brings up some other concerns that I'm not going to get into. They need to get our... Our, they didn't get George's juicing program because Oscar Dale put on 20 pounds in three months. He's also a tight end, dude. I mean, shit, all they have to do is, like, eat. Well, fucking eat it. well I mean, it's pure muscle. All right. Um, Test that, man. On, so, on Final game, finish. Georgia. We can uh, move on down to Georgia State. No, we're um, not. So final no. game of the season, no. Texas no. A&M Aggies. Um, I want yeah, to get my take out of the way first. I want to get my take out of the way first because I feel like my voice is going in and out. Um, Texas A&M is going to make it back to back, two years worth of upsets on LSU. <laughs> that would put them at like either nine and three or eight and four. By so ba- based off of this and Alabama takes, you have LSU winning the West ten and two. With uh, Alabama having no quarterback, damn Skippy. Who's throwing the ball for them? At least LSU has a proven quarterback and at least a proven core. The secondary is going to be iffy, but we all saw how the secondary of Alabama was last year. Yes, they've got improvement, but you've still got Helms back there. And Helms let a kid who's... Helms you told is on the Falcons roster. Yeah, you told me a couple weeks ago that he was still running back there. No. No, it was Mile Kai Moore. Oh, 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 well, either way, Bama's secondary isn't going it, to – it's not going to be as good as everybody thinks it's going to be. Well, Kite in the slot, I, I'm i not saying a Jewish slur. I'm saying Kite, K-I-T-E, Kite. Thank you for Antonio clarification. For the clarification before we get I, yanked I, out of context. I thought about that earlier and didn't think it was a big deal, but I don't want to get canceled here. Antonio Kite is such a big upgrade in the slot from what they were playing in the slot last year that it's just an instant improvement. 
Another instant improvement is Caleb Downs. He's probably he's going to be what Malachi Starks was for Georgia last year as a freshman. Maybe a bit worse because he's slower. Okay, still, I get the whole defense wins championship stuff, but moving with my original statement, who's going to throw the the ball for Alabama enough for it to be will enough it matter? Yes, it yeah. will because it's Alabama. Against LSU, yep. I don't think it'll matter. At home. I think LSU. I think it'll matter a lot. I, I might throw a little side. They're gonna, they gonna run the ball the whole game. I do think Alabama will run the ball the whole game. Okay, and you don't think, think LSU will be running backs? But you don't think the LSU will make adjustments to that? I do, but I don't think their offense will provide enough matchup-wise so, to be able to hold to be able to allow their defense to hold up against Alabama's running game. I so here's here's basically what I'm saying. I like the matchup of Alabama's offensive line against LSU's defensive line more than I like LSU's offensive line against Alabama's defensive line. I just I feel like LSU is unproven as they are going into this year and that's not me saying that they are a bad team and didn't do enough last year. They've lost a lot. Don't get me wrong. Okay? But I still think they have it in them to win the West only because it, it's about like how the East has been the past couple of years where it's like one prudent team. All right. Yes, you have Bama. But you have to look at every, they lost four games last year. They lost four lost games. Three. But now. LSU lost three. Four if you count the SEC championship game. Or is that the third? Okay, who counts that? No, that is the third. Well, damn. They, they, they won the bowl game. Dude, they – they went ten and four. They beat Purdue in the bowl game by like fifty six. Wait, how, what was the fourth loss? Because I remember they lost to Tennessee, Tennessee, um, Florida to Texas State, A&M. Texas A and M, and Georgia. Oh, they lost to Florida State. Crap, I forgot. Okay. You're, you're a Florida State. I don't know how. State. I don't know how. I really was only thinking SEC teams. That's my bad. No, 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 hear me out. Y'all know my specialty is picking when Alabama is not going to do that. This season's not going to be a hot year, dude. Okay, this is like the eighth episode in a row where somebody's here from Facebook. Nobody's streaming to Facebook. I'm staring into your soul. All right, so but no, Texas A&M's winning Texas this game, like, yeah. handily. Texas. Ooh. Hot take. Um, I got LSU 28-13. What? I, yeah. 13? I got LSU. I, yeah. I've got LSU going 11-1, winning the West, losing to Georgia in the SEC Championship. Um, but this game, I feel like it'll be somewhat close. But I just don't see the Aggies being able to beat them. So my prediction, my predictions in the preseason for the SEC are based solely off the fact that I think Bobby Petrino is going to have control over the offense. So let's clarify this. So I'm still going to have LSU winning this game because Texas A&M's secondary might be dog shit. Uh, I haven't really watched tape on a lot of the players, and that's probably not a good thing since I watch most of the top players coming out of high school. And they lose three really important pieces in last year's secondary in Jalen Jones, Antonio Johnson, and uh, what's his name? He just got kicked off another team. Denver, Denver Harris. Harris. Denver Harris. Those three players 
were phenomenal for Texas A&M last year. And that's part of the reason why their pass defense was so good. And without those three guys, I really think they're going to struggle. So I'm going to actually have LSU throwing the ball good and beating Texas A&M 42-41. to 41. Before, I actually really like before, this take. Yeah, go ahead, Dave. Oh, okay. Before right, Dan gets his take, go ahead. I have to ask Jake a legitimate question. Are you in pain right now? Um, I feel fine. Because you are doing legitimate tricks on LSU's dick this entire episode. I'm going to need you to calm down and give some legitimate takes. Are you kidding me? Are you saying they're not going to win the West? They're not. I'm saying you need to close your damn mouth when you chew. Okay, LSU is going eleven and one. That's gonna do it for the episode. That was a fun one. You got to see Jason pop in at the end when it was getting we were getting some hot takes here. So uh, that was quite interesting. This is his flu game, Michael Jordan. Um, flu game sponsored by Deep Eddie's Vodka. Um, Good night, everybody. Just, I'll just go ahead and do the sponsors real quick. Um, w- I got and- it. I got it. Are you- okay, Jason's got it. The flu continues. All right, so if, you, if you're if you on Spotify or YouTube and you made it this far in the episode, if you look right below me, it'll tell you to follow all of our socials, and it'll say use code V2Sports on all of our sponsors. All right. We uh- – I got okay, it. Okay, of course we have W. When – When's the last time any of y'all ordered anything from Dubby? I mean, come on. you got to rep the brand. I still haven't finished my tub yet. I'm still working on it. Make sure you use code V2Sports for 10% off at Dubby for $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. And those are really the only two that matter right now. We're currently in some disputes with the other ones. And as always, good morning, good afternoon, and good night from the V2 crew. And as Kanye West said, welcome to the good life. Peace. Welcome to the good life.